up? Man, I've been on the toilet for the past hour or so. What is wrong with you? So I, you ever had those extra hot flaming uh, hot Cheetos? Of course, I'm black. Yeah, so I had like a bag of them, a bag of some hot ruffles. Oh, Arizona's, um, some gummy worms and some, uh, some, oh, some fruit snacks. The Welch's fruit snacks. What are you, 16? Hey, man. <laughs> you, you cheat. You got to cheat right. You know what I mean? You are not wrong, but damn, man. Like, I was good with just the hot Cheetos, but you, like, took it back to, like, yeah. 1996 for me. That's, like, yeah. my whole menu. Yeah, that's the, that's the corner store special, right? Oh, especially the Arizona teas, bro. Oh my! Especially God. them. Especially them. Oh, That's dude. Right. Speaking of that, give me one second. I gotta show you something. Yeah, yeah. While he does that, I'm gonna grab some Gatorade. <laughs> That's one thing I ain't mentioned on the list. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the Gatorades too. <laughs> I forgot Check to get the headphones in. <laughs> Check this shit out, though. You talk about Arizona teas, right? And I'm talking about how I am. That's in my lifeblood. I I adore those things, even though they're terrible for you. Like a hundred grams of sugar, it don't yeah. fucking matter. Wait, which one's your favorite? Oh, okay. I got mine. I'm, I got mine. I'm very partial to the strawberry iced tea. Like it's like mm. strawberry iced tea lemonade. That's like my shit. Mm, okay, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I still have a can right now. But like, if it's not that, I'm a big green tea guy. I fucking love uh, the Arnold Palmer's. Really, like the half and half. Oh, okay, always, okay, okay. I always dig that shit. Gotcha. Why? What do you drink? I like the grape. grape. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that black card again. I knew you were gonna say grape. Like here we I go. I like the I like the grape aid and the mucho mango. Oh, uh, mango's good shit too, though. Yeah. Like, grape. Oh my god. Why are you blacker than me, dude? <laughs> my god. It never fails. I love the taste this. of grapes. I don't know. Grapes is they're they're dope. I'm just saying, man. Like you might as well have said watermelon. Like okay. <laughs> I like the fried chicken flavor. You sure do. <laughs> but check this out. As you know, I am unofficially sponsored by Adidas, as always. But Looking my real love, nice today. yeah, thank you very much. It's a new hat, you know. But my love of Arizona and Adidas came together once, and I bought these motherfuckers. Whoa! These are Arizona iced tea Adidas. The shell toes. Damn. Little shell toes. Where did you get them? Man, I got these online like two years ago. It was the last fucking pair because I got boats for feet. I got I wear 15s. So Adidas <laughs> barely makes my size unless I'm like special ordering shit. But there was one pair of that left on their site and it had like 30% off. I was like, I gotta fucking get those. So yeah, man, that shit says have an ice day. I know it's reverse, but that's dope. Arizona and, and Adidas made a fucking collab, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Gotta do it. <laughs> that's fucking dope. These are you... some shits, man. You haven't worn them, huh? Ooh, I've worn them like two times ever, and they were both at parties because I had to show that shit off. Other than that, that's those are special occasion shoes. The the fits gotta be right, the haircuts gotta be right, that's, everything's gotta be on point. That's some on a cruise with the wife and the wife only type exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where there's no sand either. I'm not getting no sand in them motherfuckers. Uh-uh. So it's gotta be the right occasion, the right fit, the right look. That's all. So those are Probably my crispiest pair I've got in the closet. <laughs> it's hey, those, those are pretty clean. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Thank you. There's other combinations I like, too. They had, like, some like all whites with the Arizona collab, too. I'm, I'm trying to track mm. those down, too. Those are kind of dope. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. They're a little, they're, they're a little, little loud for <laughs> what I normally do. I'll put it that way. Yeah, from what you normally do. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Get, I'm only getting older, man. I got to show out when I can. <laughs> and speaking of getting older, isn't your birthday tomorrow? My birthday is tomorrow. Yes, this is the birthday episode. Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. Confetti in the chat. Confetti in the chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's... Uh, Humbling, I guess. I know we've been talking about it for the last few weeks or so, saying it's coming, but it kind of comes and goes. When you get to my age, it's just kind of like, all right, it's another day. I'm not really, nothing fancy. It gets to be like the milestone birthdays you celebrate. So like 40 mm. is going to be a fucking bash, you know, 50, maybe 60. I'm not really somebody who thinks 60 is something to celebrate, but like, you know, 75, you get to the milestones at this point. So, right, right. you know, so upper 30s. 38. I'll be 38. You had to say it online. <laughs> <laughs> I had to I had to make sure I had my years had right. Sure. Yes, I'll be 38 years old. Years 38 young. Years young. There you go. Years young. Yes. It we is, gotta change a, the energy. It's a state of mind. I I agree with that. However, my body tends to come and go when it comes to how I feel. If I feel 38 one day or if I feel 21 the next day. So today I'm feeling a little 21. Not too bad. Tomorrow might be 40. Who knows? You should have said 22 for the Swifties, but... Oh, we... Uh... <laughs> Number one, I know we don't have any... Well, actually, no. We have some Swifties who listen to We got a couple. We got a couple. We got a couple, got a couple that I do know Men, of. too. Men, too. The, yes. Absolutely some men, too. And, hey, yes. nothing wrong with that either. We, we love all types here. However, put a pin in the Swiftie thing, because I'm going to bring this shit up later on the show. Mm. I need your opinion on something. But before we get into any of that shit, how was your week, sir? Um, outside of taking a bunch of spicy shits that leave my asshole burning. Yeah, yeah, they'll do that. It's, uh, it's been pretty <laughs> slow motion, not gonna lie to you. Good. Pretty slow motion, not much going on, just ordering parts to fix my car. Getting any closer to the end yeah. here? Or still... Yeah, it'll be, once these set of parts come in, everything should be done. Good. Within a week or two, and then oh, the boy. will be back on the road. Audi is coming back to life, like yes, Frankenstein's sir. monster. Yes. yes, sir. That's going to be wait. That's going to be an occasion. I think you should record some footage for the show when you take it out. Yeah. I got yes. We got to go out in my Audi. Oh, even better. Yes. That's yes. Yeah. Let's let's make that shit happen. The fans have been along for your ride for like 15 episodes since you lost the damn thing. So <laughs> I yeah. like what you did there. Been along for <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Sorry, I'm watching this end of this Brewers game. Brewers are in the ninth inning about to lose their fucking season in the playoffs already because we're down five to two. And here we go. I mean, we are fighting wow. for our lives right now. So five to two? Five to two. But in the Yellow's ninth? In the ninth. And the season's on the line. Yellow's just got a double. So it ain't over, folks. I'll keep you posted throughout the show. Because I'm sure it's going to be over real fucking fast, but <laughs> let's go, crew. It's not over. You can do it, boys. Ah, but anyway, I'm a, yes. Not a baseball guy, but I hope they I'm, win just because. Exactly. I'm yeah. not either. We're not going to do analysis of the game or anything like that. But it's just again, we're some homers when it comes to you know being Brewers fans. I guess you know. I again, I only watch it in person. I only watching it on TV. But it's the playoffs. God, I got to represent for my boys. You know, but uh, we were there. Just last week or so, that was a great time. And <laughs> that was that was fun. Uh, but yeah, speaking of birthday, the wife came through and sent some pictures to my boy. And you know, I'm, I'm a very simple man. 
there's not many things I really ask for, even anything on my birthday. Like, I got everything I need. You know, I'm not a big materials guy. I don't need a lot of shit. I already got a shit ton of stuff in my house. You know, healthy children, good family. I don't need much. So when the wife tries to surprise me, it, you know, she tends to come through big time. So apparently the gift came early. It was supposed to be here, like, on the 6th, not the 5th, which is my actual birthday. And then she wakes me up out of bed and goes, hey, there's a package for you at the door. I can't lift it, but it's for you, just so you know. And I go, okay. And, you know, wipe my eyes, bleary eye, you know, fresh new day. And there's a fucking Blackstone griddle on my front porch. <laughs> and for those of you living under a rock, Blackstone griddle is like, what's a good car? It's like the Audi of fucking griddles. There you go. <laughs> there you like, go. Yes. So that shit is amazing. I am flabbergasted. I bought accessories immediately. I got the cleaning pads. I'm looking at it all right now. Like, I'm ready to fucking throw down on this fucking griddle. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Boy, yes, sir. Let me know when you do that. I will be sitting front seat waiting for all that goodness. Done fucking deal. As soon as I get any kind of menu, I'm just, my head is swimming. I've been looking at recipes nonstop. And again, like I said on the show, I fucking love to cook. It's my favorite thing the world mm. in the world. So mm. this is yeah. something where it's going to take my cooking to the next level. I'm going to have, have a request. You absolutely sure can. Chicken and waffles. Ooh. Your iteration, your take on chicken and waffles. I never thought of that. That oh, would that... be fucking fire on that grill too. Dude, I think you cracked it. Uh-huh. I think you cracked it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's get yeah. it. Yeah, I got a little... Cast iron, waffle iron, too, I could fucking use for that shit on that skillet. Oh, my God. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. It shall be done. Mm. It shall be done. Let oh, me know. I will be there. there. There it is. Brewers lost. The season is over. After 90, oh. 92 wins and a Central Division championship, and we fuck it up in the playoffs again. I am stunned. Arizona Diamondbacks defeat the Milwaukee Brewers 5-2. That was, by all rights, supposed to be the easiest team we're going to see this entire slate. So, in a in a way, <laughs> I'm kind of not that upset about it. Like, if we could barely handle Arizona and we squeak past them, we were going to get slaughtered by the Dodgers or whoever the fuck we're going to face next. Like, we were not ready for this. And so, apparently, again, it's another wasted fucking season. So, basically, it was just like the Milwaukee Bucks of last season when mm. they lost to the Miami Heat in the first round. I would tend to disagree. And it's only because Milwaukee Bucks, like they're, I would say the idea of them winning a championship is we've done it now. So the expectation is if we don't win one, what's going wrong? Mm. The Brewers are always that scrappy. We are really good in the regular season. But we just can't hang in the playoffs. Like mm, but a we, Kirk Cousins led team. Exactly. They're a Kirk Cousins led team. So like <laughs> and the division they play in is actually pretty good compared to other divisions. So like, yeah, I get why we're always in a wild card spot and shit, but like, damn man, we just we just fell apart. We fall apart in October. It sucks every mm. fucking time. So That's sorry, the worst boys. Time to fall apart. Yeah, it's like, the most important time of the season. Exactly. <laughs> And it's like back-to-back years where we get we secure a playoff spot and then we lose a starting pitcher right away. Same thing happened last mm. year, I think. And it's like, okay, are we cursed? What the fuck? So no, yeah, you gotta seem cursed. Shit, shit. I don't know. Good. I mean, good season, Brewers, but fuck, man, 
this should have mm. been a better outing, and it just wasn't. Uh, but uh. I, dig- I digress. That just happened. So yay for my wife. Married life is pretty fucking great. So I'm gonna say she got me that, <laughs> that Blackstone griddle. She got me a nice little hoodie I wanted from my, one of my favorite breweries. I mean, Ooh. the gifts are real nice. I might get a different gift later. <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying, being a husband is great, especially your birthdays and Father's Day. So thank you to my lovely wife. I love my fucking gift. I'm staring at it right now because right in my living room. Uh, because I have it, I gotta scrub it down. I gotta season it. You know, put a little diaper on it. Just kind of baby it yeah, a little bit. So yeah. gotta take care of it before I put it out in the elements. So. On the I, spots. You exactly. Know you know, so I, I am very fucking happy about that. Yes. <laughs> hey, you now, you, That's a fucking great gift. But yes. Uh, I was going to say, you have a story for us, don't you? Kind of. Kind of. What happened Question now? slash story. Slash I love it. All of the above. I love it. So check this out. So me and a couple of friends decided to go out on a random Saturday. The one that just passed. Gotcha. Uh, it was a slow night. So we get to the, get to the bar and I'm like, yo, I got to take a shit. Of I'll course. That's like your signature. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm in the bar taking a shit. Oh, you know, just destroying that thing. <laughs> I bet you're destroying yourself right now. It's like, what uh, just happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the audio uh, visualization yeah. of that. Was, that was not an effect. That was my mouth. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna move past that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hop out of the bathroom. Didn't even wash my hands. No, I'm playing. I wash my hands. I wash oh, my hands. God. I'm just playing, y'all. I'm just playing. Okay. I wash my hands. Okay. Got out of there. And if y'all remember my guy Kareem Abdul Jabbar, yes, the other story. <laughs> when he knocked my drink over. I was with him. Wow. So anytime I'm with him, something great always happens. Uh-oh. So he comes up to me. He whispers in my ear. He goes, "Hey, who, who you trying to talk to?" I look around and I'm like. Number one, I just took a shit. Number two, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I just want to kick it. Like, I'm, I don't yeah. want to deal with females. He goes, okay, I respect that. Hey, yo, this is my guy right here. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and he put me on, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, he pulled a Barney Stinson on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, hey, fuck. Hey, have you met Ryan? He <laughs> <laughs> <It> walks off. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And nice. so I'm like, well, don't call me Rizzy for nothing. Hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> chopping up with this girl. And this is my question. Okay. All right. It, I lied to her about my name. She lied to me about her name. It's cool. Whatever. Were you, but here, were you here, Robert here, again? I was Robert. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, before I get to my question, I forgot that. Okay. So I lied to her that my name was Robert. But mm-hmm. then Kareem actually told her my real name. Oh, bro. Yeah. No, I'm like. What? Great, great things always happen when I'm with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Dude. <laughs> that's like the second rule in the rule book, bro. Come on, man. Ah, yeah. But it's cool. Anyway, cool. here's my question. So we get to talking. She asks for my birthday. I'm just going to call her, um, you'll like this one. Uh-oh. Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the- So she, all good. She, it's all she, good, man. She asked me for my birthday and I already knew where she was going. Okay. So I'm like, why? You want to know my sign, don't you? Because I know how these women think. Of course. She was like, yeah. And I'm like, guess. I wanted to see what she'll say. Sure. 
She said, mm, October. You're probably a Scorpio. And I'm like, how uh, the fuck do women need? My question is, how the fuck do women even come up with that shit? <laughs> That's the question? <laughs> That's the question. So to all the women out there, how the fuck do you guys even come up with this shit? Like, what the fuck about this makes you think I'm a Scorpio? Motherfucker, I could be an Aries. An That's Aries. true. An Aries. Is it an Aries or an Aries? <laughs> an Aries, I think. Because Aries is the god of war. In like oh. mythology, right? So sure, oh, okay. Aries, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see that too. So your your question is why is it why she thinks you're a Scorpio specifically? That too, like <laughs> what in your right mind gives you the 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 thought pro- the thought process to even guess someone's sign just based off of the way they look? Are you that judgmental? Then that's what I'm kind of getting at. Is it feels like that is a I don't want to say flirty like a light way of being judgmental right up front. (laughs) And I am somebody who like, okay, as much as I am aware of astrology and I do think there is some relevance to it. I can't say truth because who the fuck knows? Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 There's some relevance to it. I think there are certain traits that you can pick out in certain astrologies that, yeah. So for example, I'm a Libra and I read about what that is quote unquote supposed to mean. Sure. 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 And, and long story short, it all comes down to, like, I like balance in my life. I'm non-confrontational. I don't like a lot of drama. That's all, apparently, Libra shit, and that's very much me. Yeah. I, I am somebody who, if I'm at a party, I need everyone to be having fun for me to have fun. Mm. That kind mm-hmm. of energy, I feel that vibe and that energy. And that's I think that's a part of where I excel as a host. Especially when I'm cooking for a large group. I'm always a caretaker. I'm always someone who's like, how is the food? How is this? Do you need a drink? How I'm a, I'm a servant. That's how I've always been. So a lot of the jobs I've done are servant jobs, service jobs, whatever. So there is some relevancy to those signs. When it comes to being a Scorpio and why I think a girl might think that of you, I have no fucking idea. Because I feel, oh, I hate saying it. It's the fuckboy thing again. I think if you look a certain way, or if you are in your position right now, rocking a man bun, or you are athletic looking and you look very confident, you're wearing a chain. You know what? I was wearing all black. See? Yeah. Did you have have a chain on? I sure did. Was your hair? I had two two chains. Two chains. Two chains. Was your (laughs) hair the way it is now? Like kind of up? It absolutely was, yes. Scorpio, see, and that's where I'm thinking it's not so much your, your personality that she was automatically looking at. I think it's just that persona that you're putting on the, the way you look. Yes, and I yes, think there yes. are certain astrological signs, astrological signs. There you go. That if you hear them, you think aggression, you think confident, you think forward. Got spe- you. you know, you know what I'm saying? Got Outgoing. Yeah. And I know yes, Scorpios yes. are one of those. And again, I can't rattle off what the rest of them will be, but Scorpio's the number one. I know that for sure. Where it's like you you hear Scorpio, you think not necessarily negative, but you think aggressive. You think very confident. Bold, bold yeah. is a good word. Yes. Yeah. Scorpio and bold are very synonymous. So I don't know if that's necessarily an insult, depending on the rest of that story and how that went with the conversation. But I can see that's where she was coming from. And concurrently, I would say there aren't other astrological signs. Unless you're really into it, and mm-hmm. you know, into astrology, no one's going to look at me and go, oh, he must be a Libra. Like, right. that's, not, that's not something you normally say in conversation. Scorpio, yeah. It, that's, it means the same connotation to anyone who hears it. Like, kind of beware. Like, red flag. I feel like 
that sign has the most negative connotations attached it, to it. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it does. And that's where I'm like, I don't understand why, because I felt like it's supposed to be an even playing field with these signs that people have made. But that's where, if without being there, that's what it feels like it might have been, was he looks like a fuckboy. Even though you're not, you might she's, dress like one. She's being polite about it. She's being polite about it. Oh, uh, like she's saying, you're a Are hoe, you a fuckboy? Are you but, a hoe? But, but you're a proper one. Right. I still want to so, talk with you, gotcha, but I'm gotcha. letting you know that I, I see you. So <laughs> yes, yes, that's how it feels. Like that is what it is. Now again, I'm speaking completely out of context here. Like she might be just being, a, she might just be being a dick. <laughs> that's at the end of the or, day. Wait, would it be being a dick if it's a female, or would it be being a a cooch? <laughs> <laughs> think anyone is calling them that anytime soon women can absolutely be dicks that is for sure doesn't mean they have one it just means they are one and when they are one I hey see, you I are what you eat one. there you go <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to the punch <laughs> i was like as soon as i know they are one i usually tell them to eat or a bowl of them or a, a bag i usually mix it up if they're spicy unspicy whatever Usually, yes, you are what you eat. So that's hilarious. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, did the conversation go well after uh, that? Um, so this is how the conversation ended. Mm. Um, she came up to me and she was like, "You should text me." Oh, okay. And then she goes, "Let me give you my number." So I hand her my nice. phone, and this is when I find out that she lied about her name because she typed oh. in her government name. <laughs> phone. Nice. Yeah. Why wouldn't she just put the name that she gave you in the phone so you know who the hell it is? Maybe she's interested. Right, but... Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait a second. For <laughs> someone like me who has... Again, I have been out of this fucking dating game for so long now. The fake name thing. Sure. Is this like a a mutual agreement? Like, we're not going to tell each other our real names. Mm-mm. So, I'm, my name is Robert. Okay, so you just went in like, just call me Robert. And she went yeah, in with... See- Call me Toros. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I don't know why she did it, but I'll be okay. I, I'll confess. Sure. This is exactly why I do it. It's because one, I either don't want her to remember me ever again. Of course. Or two, I'm just not interested. Sure. And at this particular time and juncture of my life, two things were true. And those mm-hmm. two things were true. I wasn't interested and I just didn't want her to remember me. But yeah. <laughs> that all went out the window yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i would say so so that's why i was confused i'm like why would you both give fake names and then she puts her real name in your phone so you're gonna fucking wake up the next day and be like who the fuck is this and delete it and then it was all for nothing <laughs> that's what it feels like but i mean maybe that's the dating game i i don't fucking know and i'm kind of glad i don't <laughs> i don't even know myself See, I don't think I've she ever just used called a me, fake name. Okay, so in, in a in a series of in, in less than thirty minutes, she mm. she called me a Scorpio, which <laughs> in reality means a hoe. Yeah, and then pretty much she she asked for my phone to put her phone number in my phone, right? And then typed in her government name. So then she also lied to me about her name earlier. This is how I already know I cannot trust her. But you lied. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> 
I knew you were going to say, because I can't trust her. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. That was Trice. I love the stories because the moral of it every time is you get caught in your own bullshit while you're telling the story. It's the best part of my day. Holy shit. It's the look on your face. You just go, fuck. Because I know as I'm saying it, I'm like, am I really about to say this? Like, shit. Like, you just finally said it out loud and now it's making sense. Like, oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) I fucked up here. This one, too. And since oh. I'm in the middle of saying it, I'm not going to stop saying it. I'm just oh, no. going fuck it. <laughs> right. Fucking double down at that point. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, welcome, everyone, back to the Bank Bros Show. We are happy that you have returned to our warm presence. My name is Siege. That is Robert De Niro. Yes. Roberto. Roberto. And we are back again with some more sports news for your ass. Again, mm. I am turning... 38 tomorrow. It has been a very interesting year. I would say one of my better years. Not gonna lie. Got a lot accomplished, including this fucking podcast. Hey, we yes, manifest sir. it. We manifest shit this hey, year, man. man. How about how about before we get started? I yeah. asked you a couple of questions where you can reflect back on maybe your years and your 30s since they're coming to an end, maybe even your 20s. Or even your teens. You know 20s what I mean? are a long way back, but I could definitely try, sir. <laughs> man, man. So I've always wondered, can you describe and take us through the first time you ever smoked that ganja? <laughs> That's actually a embarrassing and funny story. And I'm only going to say what I can remember because this was when I was 21 years old. Oh. <laughs> so oh. quite a while ago. But I do remember what happened and why I was like, I should never do this again. So, 21 years old, what do you what do you say? What do the kids say? Step in the way back and go way back. What is it? The may back and go way oh, back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got I'll it. Wait, wait. <laughs> I got it. I'm still hip. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, imagine 21-year-old Siege out in mm. college in mm. the lands, out in Minnesota. Mm. Mm going fucking crazy and i'm like mm. i mean this is this is peak cj this is when oh side note for those of you who don't know me my full name is not cj i didn't even start using the cj <laughs> name until i went to college so i'm not gonna say what my real name is but <laughs> i i had a shitty time in high school and i was on my own for the first time different state living by myself everything was looking great and when i had my freshman year it was in a dorm. We had a whole bunch of dudes sitting around talking with the RA. And he's, you know, a little mixer. Get to know everybody in your dorm, all that shit. And we were sitting down talk- saying each other's names and shit. And there were, like, six other dudes that share the same name as me. And I said, what the fuck? And out of nowhere, it got to me. He said, what's your name? I said, you can call me CJ. Never used it. It just popped in my head. Never thought about that was my identity, anything. I just want to try something new. That shit stuck until this very day. That's where it came from. And it's not just the fact that I use that name now. 
it was a whole new identity for me. It was a whole new persona mm. because I was geeky and pudgy and unathletic in high school. I had li- very little friends. Didn't get invited mm. to any parties. Had no bitches. Nothing. High school sucked. So I said, I'm changing all that shit in Minnesota. And I did. So mm. CJ was a new vote of confidence in myself. I took my health seriously for a while. Then I got fat. But back then, I was looking good. I was trying to make as many friends as possible. I was trying to go to every party, outgoing. And college is a fucking wild ride. A little too mm-hmm. wild, but it was a wild fucking ride. So mm-hmm. that all to be said, by the time I turned 21, I was well-established in college. I was the fucking man on campus, bro. So <laughs> people were trying to plan a 21st birthday party for me at my guy's house. I said, like, okay, there's, I got some wind of it. It's supposed to be a surprise, but it was kind of like a half surprise. I was getting some wind like you should be at this party. You know, at this night, it just so happened to be my birthday. So I put two and two together. Turns out, big fucking surprise party. Hey, all my all my homies there. We had about maybe 80, 90 people at that fucking party. So Mm. we were it was a fucking bash, bro. We had like two kegs, like maybe three kegs. I can't fucking remember. Yeah, we went fucking crazy. Fucking beer pong tournament, everything I wanted. So the side note about this is that very I think the day before, or no, it was that morning I mentioned before on this podcast where I was cheated on in college Mm -hmm. multiple times. One of those times was my 21st birthday. What the fuck? Yep. 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 So I was not in a great mood. I was, you know, Hey, 21, but my ass was like, I'm drinking 9am on my 21st birthday. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) At that point, I did not know there was a party being planned for me. So I was just kind of like, fuck it. I'm miserable. I'm pissed off. I can finally legally drink. Cool. Went and grabbed two 40 ounces because I brought that up before too. Just the nastiest shit. I think one was like an old dog, old English, old English, fucking red dog. I think I had a Mickey's or something in there. Fucking Milwaukee's best. Yeah, man. I was just like, I didn't give a shit. Taped that shit to my hands and the Edward 40 hands, you know, no fucking problem. Fast forward to the party and I had a, a homie who was like, hey, you want to smoke this shit? And I said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Because I was just, again, I was upset. I was happy that I had a party, but I wasn't that yeah. happy. Fucking yeah. took two hits of that shit. And that mixed in with that malt liquor. Mm. And here's the part that people had to tell me the next day. Because once I hit those two, I woke up the next day. No fucking idea. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I guess from eyewitness news, oh. <laughs> I had smoked this shit. It was on the basement. So beer pond tournament. I'm in a corner with some guys. Okay. About 30 minutes, hour later, still playing beer pong. Apparently, I go upstairs and I cuss everyone out. <laughs> I don't know why. These Again, these are all my friends. Don't know where it came from, what triggered it. Oh, and I don't remember. Shit. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> apparently, it was like bad, bad. Where I said some shit I had been just, I guess, holding in. And you just fuck all y'all. <laughs> y'all some bitch ass. Y'all don't really like me. All I, just all the insecurities came out, all the bullshit drama. I just, it was, I guess I was just a fucking word fountain at that point. And I mm. left my own party and I don't know where the fuck I ended up, but I ended up back in my bed the next day. There you go. That was my first experience. And I was like, wow, I should never drink and smoke again after that shit. <laughs> Damn. Such a rookie emotional mess. Of a 21st birthday. Wow. I did not yeah. expect such a deep answer. I low key I was expecting, oh yeah. So <laughs> one day me and Edgar woke up. 
And he told me he bought a dub sack from his friend. <laughs> so I mean, me and him went back to the garage because we knew that our mom wouldn't be home until such and such. That's how I thought the story would end up. But God damn, you took me for a trip. <laughs> that wasn't the the Edgar stuff. That's that's just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a ride, right? I know you didn't expect that shit. Neither did yeah. I. <laughs> that's a good question. What else you got? Damn. Uh, let's see. What else I got? What else I got, man? Oh, what's something you learned in your teens that is still valuable today that you oh. still live by today? Oh, two words: work ethic. Mm. It's what I, I have had a job since I was fourteen years old. I have I was sweeping up grocery stores, pushing carts, all that nasty cleaning bathrooms, all that nasty bullshit. But because of my situation where, again, I'm the oldest of four boys, and I talked to my mother before, too, working two, three jobs and going to school, like, and being single. So I had to step up at a young age. I had to come, you know, go to school, go to work, come home, take care of the, my brothers. That was about it. And I, I didn't have all three growing up, of course, but they were all young, and I was quite a bit older. There's a pretty big gap between us. So understanding, and this is what my mom taught me, it's just business Etiquette and work ethic are just, you can't put a price on them. And today's day, and I mean, I'm going to sound like a boomer saying this, that shit is gone. There is just no pride in just working. And I know you can't always do what you love. I'm not doing what I love either when it comes to my job, but it's a fucking job. I go to my job to this very day. And even though it's not glamorous, I am still putting 110% in. I don't care what the next person's doing. And it's not always to get a promotion. It's just having some fucking pride. I am hired to do a job. I'm going to do the best job I can fucking do. That same grind, it was the same way I was in high school. And it wasn't just my job either. It's anything I signed up for. It was hockey. It was drama. It was forensics. I used to be a forensic speaker. I practiced that shit all the time. Fucking band, I played instruments. I practiced mm. that shit morning, noon, and night. Like, the work ethic, you cannot put a price on it. It's the same lessons I am going to teach my children. Take some fucking pride in your job. I don't care what you do. If you're slinging burgers, if you're flipping tacos, I got that mixed up. If you're flipping <laughs> burgers and you're slinging tacos, just take some fucking pride in it. I shouldn't come to your place of business and feel disappointed. And there's mm -hmm. limits. I get all that. I'm not I'm not asking for the world here. But just the the please and thank you, the basic gratitude, the basic necessities of working in a place of business and getting paid to do a job. That's something that will I will never lose that. So I'm grateful for my upbringing and I'm grateful to have a platform like this to say something like that or, and children to pass that on to. But if I teach them nothing else, it's they're going to be respected employees and they're going to be a boss and they're going to own their own business. They're going to be a respected boss too. The work ethic is the same if you're on the fucking mountaintop or you're at the mm -hmm. bottom. It's the same work ethic, no matter mm -hmm. what. I would say that's my biggest lesson. I mm hmm deep right uh, <laughs> now you said you you had your first job when you were 14 14 and that was at blockbuster or was no it... no no that was a pick and save that's a grocery store pick and save pick and save pick yes and save. sir yeah i was a yeah utility clerk so stock room shit and bagging groceries walking them out to cars wrangling carts and out this is remember this is wisconsin so i'm wrangling carts in like fucking 10 feet of snow and shit yeah fucking frozen ass fingers it didn't matter you stayed till the job was done you got it. Did it right. Damn. So yes, sir. Wait, which figure save was it? Was it the one in Brown Deer? It is the one in Brown Deer. How'd you know uh, Brown Deer? <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed. Yes. <laughs> no, because 
me and Hakeem went to school together. Right. But remember, so, we didn't live in Brown Deer until they, they moved to Brown Deer after I was already oh, gone. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that's true. That just, it's just a coincidence that he ended up in Brown Deer. But yes, the Brown Deer Pick and Save, shout out to you guys. That was my very first job so fucking long ago. My God. Damn. Man. But hey, you got to start somewhere. Blockbuster wasn't until I was like 17, 18. I was about to leave high school, but that's oh, okay, okay. fire, dude. <laughs> that's my favorite job. That's my first job. <laughs> <laughs> What else you and, got? All right, all right, all right, all right. So I got one more. Cool. Since since we're a sports show, I'll ask you this one. Oh, boy. Even though I don't think you'll have many. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't mean to rain on your parade, but hey. There we go. Be real here. It's a bearish question, isn't it? No, no, not necessarily. It doesn't have okay. to be. Thank God. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so in the past, I'll give you some time. Oh, okay. Let's just say this. In your 30s, mm. what has been your favorite sports moment and why? Ooh, 30s? Yes. Mm. Honestly, this is actually a pretty easy answer, but it might surprise you a bit. Mm. It was being in the Deer District when the Bucks won the, the fucking NBA championship. Mm. That There were tears <clears throat> flowing. I mean, I still have, I saved the video on my phone. The emotion... I mean, we were down to... I, we, I could hit the five-serve with a fucking rock from where we were at this bar, packed like sardines. I mean, I was sweating because <laughs> there's just so many fucking people. But you could hear a pin drop listening to this fucking game because everyone is just so tense. Like, oh my God, we got so fucking close. We have to do it now. And the moment where we actually won, I should say we, but like when the Bucks fucking won a championship and what it meant to this fucking city... And seeing all that, seeing, like, the people around me that I was actually with, they're fucking, like, crying because they're older than I am. So they have gone through decades of watching this team underperform and just not be able to get it done. So seeing that release happen and being a part of it and celebrating with all of them, fucking amazing. It was fucking That's That was the coolest thing ever. In my 30s, at least. And again, that's crazy because it's not even... (laughs) <laughs> it's not even your team. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, I've always said, Bucks are my second team. Like, it's always been Bucks and Bulls. It's not the same for me, like, football, where I'm like, go Bears, fuck Green Bay. Like, that kind of hard line. Bulls and Bucks, I have spent an equal amount of time at games, watching clips, fucking VHSs, posters on my wall. So, like, again, like, I got a Ray Allen jersey the same way I rocked it, like, a Michael Jordan jersey. So, mm-hmm. both of those teams, and because they're not, yes, they're quote-unquote rivals, but, like, the way I grew up with that, they're really not. Nah, not not was, really. Both of those teams were more so rivals with like the Pistons and the Pacers. Exactly. Than they were with each other. Yes. Now, that's me. I'm like, fuck the Pistons. No offense. <laughs> but like, that's a hard line for me. But Bucks and Bulls, I have equal emotional value with. So I I had to go see the Bucks win that shit. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I saw yeah. Michael Jordan, you know, win championships when I was a kid, you know. But I would say that was cool. That was probably the coolest thing ever. Also seeing the Chicago Blackhawks win some Stanley Cups was fucking dope, too. Like, that's my Damn. fucking team. Yeah. And I also was in Chicago when the Cubs won the World Series. And I'm not a Cubs fan by any means. But again, they hadn't won a championship in, what, 100 years and shit? Yeah. So being there and, again, just celebrating and seeing the release of emotion from these Cubs fans who have waited a millennia for a fucking World Series championship. Was it's just being in that fucking energy is it is once in a lifetime. It's a reason I'm a sports fan. It, you're chasing that fucking feeling. Mm. So 
That yeah, if I had to rank them, Bucks are number one because that shit. That's home. I saw them in fucking the fucking Bradley Center and shit. Just like yeah, nosebleed when the nosebleed tickets were fucking five bucks with yeah. a can of coke and shit. Like that was me remembering those games that my you know my mom took us to that you know we could only afford the nosebleeds. Feet are sticking to the fucking floor and man, that was fucking cool. That was the coolest yeah. fucking thing ever. So I do I I hope they get another one and we'll get into some. Some basketball shit later on tonight, too. Oh, we will. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I'd say that's a cool thing. Man, dope, man, dope. Well, that does it for the questions, sir. <laughs> Guess we can maybe get into some I real have... sports now. Oh. Yeah, maybe I'll have some for you next week. Ooh, I like the questions. It's always, it makes me think. I do like to reminisce like that. Again, I've had a very crazy past, but uh, it's, it's fun to peel back <laughs> some of the onion layers, you know, but... Yes, we can save some of that for another time. Uh, in the meantime, let us commence with more of the football news in our lives. And, I mean, boys and girls, you already know what we're going to start with because the same motherfuckers we start with for the last, like, three four weeks now, and that is Coach Prime and our beloved Colorado Buffaloes who had another giant fucking test against the Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams and USC. So after a tough loss to Oregon, they go right back into the fire against a very fucking tough opponent. And Colorado did lose 48 to 41, but almost got a giant fucking upset comeback win very close. And they're a 21 and a half point underdog, people. So that would have been, you talk about storming the field. Colorado had lost their fucking minds. They beat USC. My God. Peace. What I saw from that <laughs> game. Caleb Williams can start today in the NFL. That's what I saw to, to be honest with you. Uh, the man was 30 of 40 oh. for 403 and six touchdowns. He had Insane. a pick, but he was averaging like 10 yards an attempt. An attempt. That's nuts. Yeah, 10.1. And he threw Woo. six touchdowns. Uh, <clears throat> he was willing and dealing the whole, whole fucking time. Hell yeah. He was throwing to Jerry Rice's son, uh, Brendan Rice. Yes. Jerry Rice's son. Uh, I forgot the other receiver he was thrown to, but he was pretty good too. Um, but I, th- I think the, USC. Uh, I'm sorry, it'd be Taj Washington. Yes, yes, Taj Washington. Yes, sir. Uh, USC has a lot of talent as well. Uh, I'm going to get into Colorado's talent in a bit, but. Yes, sir. Uh, USC has a lot of talent on the perimeter with their receivers and their running backs. Uh, they always produce good skill players. And I think USC is, honestly, they're going to be one of the four teams at the end of the season that make the playoffs. I feel like they are. Like they're playing ridiculous. I think I think Caleb Williams is too good. Um and that team, that defense, I should say, just plays plays well enough, right? Well enough, yes. They play well enough. It kind of reminds me of like what the Chiefs do with uh with Mahomes. Their defense will be good enough for Mahomes to come back and make a play if you need it. Yep. Or just sit on the lead and win you the game. Now, Very true. Williams has that in in the college level right now. Um so I think USC is going to go pretty damn far. Uh, yeah. They could win it all. They could win it all. Now, wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't. Now, for Colorado, um, some of their issues they had with Oregon kind of showed up again. Yes, sir. Um, it wasn't as bad, though. So the protection no. was better for Sador. He only got sacked three times, I believe. Um, but they still started off kind of slow. Right. They can't keep coming out with these slow starts because once they get these real tests, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. USC's, like uh, UCLA, maybe uh, down down the line because they're gonna play them. That's um, right. You can't come out slow, especially if you want to 
establish yourself in this conference, you know. That's right. And you know, you're Colorado, Coach Prime, everyone's coming for you with their best shot. So they're gonna come out from the first snap of the ball. So you gotta come out with that energy. Um so don't play well again, of course. Um loving what I'm saying. Wanna, loving it. I wanna highlight their playmakers. Uh yeah. specifically Omarion Miller. Uh, yes. Fresh- Jesus. Big freshman. Uh Coach Prime was high on this guy. He I think he was a four star recruit. And um Coach Prime was high on him all throughout their camp. He was saying, you know, Omari Miller, when he gets his opportunity, he's gonna ball out. He just couldn't because he was behind Jimmy Horn. He yeah. was behind uh Weaver. Right. Uh and he was behind Travis Hunter. That's right. So Travis Hunter goes down, he steps up, and man, he made a lot of big time receptions. Uh he I remember there was one drive, I think it was uh him for 30 yards mm. and then him for 20 and a score. And that was the whole drive. Jesus. So he was single-handedly taking over drives. He was he showed a lot of great route running. I, I want to see this guy get more involved down the stretch. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he hasn't been involved in their earlier games, of course, but I want to see him get him more involved down the stretch. Uh and like I said, Weaver and uh Horn Jr., they're also really good playmakers. I could see all four, if you include Travis Hunter, all four of these guys be draft picks in the NFL. Oh yeah. Um, and once Colorado fixes their offensive line, I think, man, their offense is going to be all systems go because these receivers can rival like the Alabama type, uh, oh, like receiver rooms. You know what I mean? When they for sure Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, and uh, fucking who else was there? Like Rugs <laughs> and Devontae yeah. Smith or Jerry Judy? Like, yeah, like these rooms like that. That was their whole room. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but next week, Colorado gets Arizona State. That should be a win. I think so. Uh, Arizona State, I they're not that good. I don't know what the record is. I think they're like one and three or something like that. They're pretty Probably, bad. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but that should be a win. Now, Colorado should blow them out. If they don't blow yes. them out, I'll be a little concerned. I'm not going to lie to you. I agree with that. And that's the thing is this game was, again, we understand that there are levels to this fucking game. Yes. Especially in college football, like like my boy said, if you ain't coming out the gates blazing, you fall behind real quick in college games. It's not those defensive chess matches with fucking seven to three and three quarters and shit. It's not like that. It's like forty one to five somehow yeah. <laughs> in like the second half. So like you gotta make sure you're coming out. They'll casually go for it on fourth down and they'll casually go for two points. Right. You just end up being in a safety somewhere. Like, you got to yeah. be real punchy about it right away. So, yes, this was a very big test. And this whole game was a tale of two halves, really. Because USC was, yeah, they kind of dominated that first half. It was looking pretty good for them to have a solid win. And you talk about their defense being kind of like the Chiefs. I would agree wholeheartedly because the second half of this, USC's defense started fucking up a bit and letting Shador just keep in it, keep in it, keep climbing back, keep coming back. And then all of a sudden, you know, we got really close to an upset here. And that's really what it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I mean, USC allowed 20 unanswered points in the second half. So, I mean, that's enough for usual teams to fuck it up. Looking at you, Chicago Bears. But <laughs> <laughs> if you know your history, Colorado's never beaten USC. So, I mean, yeah. Hence the huge underdog bets on this one. But that's the thing. Even with someone like Amarion Miller... And having some some fun secret weapons, this almost turned into something crazy. Now USC did kind of stuff them up a little bit at the end, and then they ran away with the win. But yeah, both sides of this, I do agree. Colorado's offensive line—that's really the big target here for next year—is to kind of upgrade that shit. 
give yeah. your boys some more time, and you're going to see Colorado play lights out against these upper echelon teams. So Absolutely. I think yeah. offensive line and defensive line. Um, and we didn't even mention uh, Silo didn't play in this game. That's true. He didn't. So, so that says something. Being that close, yeah, could it, I don't know. Something could have happened. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I just want to say I feel like the game was the, – the score was closer than what it really actually was. I think so. I, I feel like USC was playing a lot of like that prevent defense, just you know, keeping their corners back, preventing the big play, and then Shador was just killing them on those short crossers and eventually exposing them over top. But um, man, overall, it was a really fun game to watch. Absolutely. I mean, I love Colorado stepping up to the plate here, and again, Shador not a great first half, but a great second half. So like, hey, that's all your. These are tests. And yeah, you want the win, but at the end of the day, Colorado is still yeah. making a name for itself. It's still showing the fuck out, and it's a damn improvement over last week against Oregon. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think next week, you're right, is a get-right week. The next time they see a, a, a top-10 team, hey, maybe they shock the world next time. But I think you, if you look at this from a point of view of, like, multiple-year building from the ground up, Colorado is light years ahead of schedule, is what I'm saying. Like, oh, my yes. God. Absolutely. The, the, the groundwork they can work and like build off of right now is immense. There's such upside to this team. Absolutely. And that's even with people being hurt. They're still playing like this. So with their studs in, yeah, this team you will see in the college playoff very fucking soon. It's a matter yeah. of when, not if. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I can see Prime win. I can see Prime win the whole thing. Not this year, but yeah. Give them, give them like two years. Yeah, they're going to be fucking dangerous in two years. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Well, moving on to, again, more of the grown man version of Pigskin. That's the NFL. Had a mm. few games to get into. You already know where I'm going with this. Let me just get it out of the way, and then we can talk about some happier games, oh. if you don't mind. So, Go, Go and sulk. Yeah, sulking is a good word for this. The so Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos, we mentioned before, were going to play in the toilet bowl this past week to see who was the worst team in the league. That's not something you want on primetime television or even at noon, but it fucking happened and we had to watch it. So I watched the entire fucking game and I was just like, okay, buckle up. I didn't think we're going to win. I don't really think we're going to win against anybody this year. I'm kind of calling for an 0 17 season now. Fuck it. So that being said, going into this game, I didn't have high hopes, but I'm like, Hey, if we're going to look good against anybody, anybody, it had to be the Denver Broncos. That's probably, it had to be one of the worst defenses coming into the league at that moment. So I said, okay, that's the team that got 70 points dropped on their fucking heads the week prior. So, yeah, it should have been a decent game. Cool. Something happened here, and Justin Fields decided to play grown man football. And I was stunned in this first half because Fields unlocked something, and not only did Fields unlock something, the play calls unlocked. And all of a sudden, he's playing like a fucking baller. And he went crazy in this fucking game. He did everything humanly possible to put this game out of reach for the Chicago Bears. He completed his first 15 passes. 15 passes in a row. He broke the Bears record for completed passes in a row consecutive. So that was one thing. This was also his first 300-yard game. That's a sad stat, but he still fucking did it. And I was like, wow. It's fucking possible he can be a competent quarterback. It's not all on him. It's been the play calls. P. 
People were getting wide fucking open. Ten yards out, DJ Moore is is grabbing everything in sight. I'm like, oh my god! And they're shutting down Russell Wilson, and everything is fucking sunshine and roses in that first half. Yeah, I want to live in that first half. I just want to live there. I just want to play that one half for the rest over of the and season, over, again. over and over, and let that be our record. Can we just do that? Can we just keep that, please? Second half, and the Broncos adjusted to everything we fucking did. And our coaching staff went from Cinderella's magical pumpkin carriage to a piece of shit squash. And all of a sudden, coaches stopped letting Justin Fields do his thing. They took the ball out of his hands. They took the game out of his hands. And when they let him kind of do his thing, our offensive line, fucking just terrible. Let the de- They let the defense get through. And Fields gets smacked. And he fumbles. Denver scores. And then Denver gets a pick at the end, and the Bears fucking blow a 21-point lead some fucking how. And we are officially now, by far, the worst team in the fucking NFL. I'm not going to get into a bunch of stats other than Fields. Fields was 28 of 35, 335 yards, four touchdowns, 9.6 average on those fucking throws, by the way. And one pick. One pick. And it was the pick that did us in. But 132.7 rating. It's the best Fields has probably ever looked. That was the one silver lining. But the rest of this is on the defense. Because holy fuck. I I don't know how the defense got this shredded by Russell Wilson. Who, all respect due, is a Super Bowl champion. Fine. But with Denver, everyone can agree. It hasn't been working out. It's been He's the mediocre. He's been mediocre at best. Him and Sean Payton. It's a weird combo. I thought it was weird when they even got paid in the first place, but yeah. it hasn't worked. So this should have been a done deal. And the defense and the coaching just became pedestrian. And I am I am out of words for this. I am speechless. I don't know a week from here other than just fire everybody. I'm done. I, I think the season's now over at 0-4. I mean, say what you want about statistics and, oh, there's still a chance. Oh, you can't give up. There's 13 more games. No. At the you four could. games, no, the four games I've seen, there is nothing. There is no fight in this team. Iberflus has lost the locker room. There's just, there's no poison. Even when we do do it right, we can't sustain it. We can't keep it going for a whole game. The Bears have yet to do a complete fucking game, and they have lost now 14 in a row. So I'm not sure how Iberflus ended up the worst coach in Bears history, which is saying something because the man has. Five wins, and he's been there for a couple of years now. So, time to go. Time to tear it down. But my question for you is this. We are in control of both the one and two going into next year's draft. Because Carolina is just as bad as we are when it comes to their record. We are the only two 0-4 teams. So, my question is, I want you to put your Bears GM cap on. Yeah. What do you do in this scenario? Do you keep fields? And let's say that we end up with one and two. The season ends today. Do you keep fields? And you still draft Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Or do you trade fields now for more, get Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr. Or do you do it all? And instead of Mar- instead of Caleb Williams, you get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the best offensive lineman. Mm. And you and you pass on Caleb Williams. I am doing a combination of those things. Sure. So first and foremost, I'm keeping Justin Fields. I believe he's a franchise quarterback. I've seen it. They <sighs> Eberflus is just a fucking idiot. 
And who, who's your offensive coordinator? He's a fucking dumbass, too. That fucking boot-licking-ass Luke Getze. Luke Getze. He needs to get going. Um, I've been saying that forever. Get the fuck off my team, bro. So, yes, I'm keeping fields. I'm trading one of those picks for something I can get. Another offensive King's Ransom lineman. like we did? Yeah. Yeah. Offensive lineman, future picks, an asset, something. Yeah. Um, and then I'm using one of those picks to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. So you're so, skipping Caleb. I'm skipping Caleb Williams. Okay. That's that's the um, interesting move. So I'm like, that, that's me personally because, I mean, how many times are you going to swing and miss? At some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, maybe we're fucking up in the player development department. Oh, God, we are. Our scouting, everything sucks, dude. Everything sucks. And it's, and I'm not saying Caleb Williams is going to be a bad player. I'm saying the Bears are going to fuck up his future. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Thank you. So why don't you make make it right with the quarterback you got now who has generational athleticism? Yes. Uh, He's shown you. That if maybe you block for him and call plays where he throws the ball down the field, he can Whoa. make things happen. <laughs> what? what? What a concept! What? Whoa. Tailor uh-huh. the offense to your fucking quarterback and get him some protection? What? Who knew Whoa. that would work? I don't know, man. I don't. The Lions have been doing it, but no, no one cares. Mm, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So that's Fields your move. Fields is the guy. Get him his number one weapon, a bona fide number one. I love DJ Moore, but. Marvin Harrison Jr. God that's damn. a that's a that's like a different type of number one receiver. That's that's like a Michael Thomas in his prime type receiver. That's a that's a fucking alpha. That's that's yeah. we need an alpha. So a true X, a true X. Uh, so Bears get the short week for the short bus. Get to play Washington on Thursday, and that's another loss coming our way because that defensive front is going to eat uh. our lunchables. I don't know. Sam Howe might throw you in the game. You really think our pathetic defense is going to be able to stop anything? Our defense has played in four games this season, and we have two sacks. Two. Do you know who had six sacks in one game this past weekend? Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, who, for those of you who don't know, used to be a Chicago Bear, who I adored having him on this team. He is a game wrecker of a defense player. I mean, my God. And he was, he's now with the LA Chargers, and he went bananas on Sunday. So I, I got one more got, for you. He's got six sacks in one game. You know, the Bears haven't won a game since they traded Roquan Smith. I was just going to say that. Yes, we have <sighs> been, we have won zero games since we traded another franchise piece in Roquan Smith, which I get we did what we had to do. Roquan wanted a shit ton of money. Baltimore could pay him. Great. I'm, happy that these guys are thriving but we had Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith on the same team at one point and our defense was feared across the league we are as my boy said winless since Roquan Smith was traded I'll do you one better we have won three games since we traded Khalil Mack and that was two years ago three games since we traded Khalil Mack I was going to say that took place in like Jurassic Park or some shit. That was a that minute was ago. So long ago. We have barely won since those players have left this defense. It shows every year. So, no, I don't think we're stopping Sam Howell. I don't care if you put Ryan Fitzpatrick back out there. Go get Matt Ryan out of the booth. We're going to lose to all those quarterbacks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Our defense is trash with a capital T, and it's not getting any better. Everyone's banged up. 
everyone sucks. It just it's not working. I we need a fire sale, and that's just the long and short of it, folks. At least the Lions are looking good. Hey, hey, at least we can kind of root for somebody. Yay, Detroit, Yay. keep our hopes alive. I told you. We are living vicariously through Detroit fans right now. Like, hey, I think everybody is, and you know what? Us Detroit fans, we welcome everybody on our bandwagon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it ain't been jumping like this in a minute. You know what I mean? See, us Detroit Lions fans, see, we 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 respect everybody, right? You know everybody. what I mean? <laughs> and so I think that's why everyone is respecting us and our team and what we're building right now, right? That's right. And so we just want to give that back and invite everybody on to come have some drinks with us. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to take a shot? <laughs> I got you. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. If I take a shot now, I'm gonna be sweating the rest of this fucking podcast. I'm trying to keep it cool. <laughs> but you're right. I was telling another a friend of mine the other day, because I was talking about you and you being a Lions fan, and oh, I think it was before Packers Lions, and I play in a pick'em pool and I'm winning right now. I'm number one. Oh. And I'm like, I told him, I'm like, I know your weaknesses. This is why you guys can't beat me, is because none of you can ever pick against Green Pay. Ever. You can never think the Packers are gonna lose. And I said, if you were a real football fan you be paying attention to Detroit because that's the representative for the division. And you can't be mad about it because, like you said, Detroit fans have gone through it all. You have seen the dark side. You have seen the anus of the NFL. Oh, the anus. The franchise. Anus, anus in 16. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what I mean. So that is a franchise. If you're a hating on the Lions, you're just a, just a terrible fucking person. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what are you? what are you even mad about? The Lions have been nothing for so long. Even with Hall of Famers, they've barely scratched the surface of relevancy. So you should just be happy for Detroit that they are winning, that they're a franchise on the rise, that success is on the way, that they're making some fucking noise. Be happy for them. I'm happy for them. Yay. Hey, and honestly, we're fucking fun to watch. Absolutely. I'm watching more (laughs) Lions games than I'm watching Bears games these days. Like, just to get some joy. The play calling is magnificent. The so defense good. plays so hard. Man. I mean, returners are electric. I, I don't know. We're just They're with fun. a hot new thing on the block. Hey, it's kind of nice, right? It is. It feels great, man. I've waited my whole life for this moment. It still feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Christmas morning for you every Sunday. You're like, oh, it really is, man. We're, we're it, favored to win all these games. Fucking awesome. This <laughs> Like, bro, we're favored by fucking 10 against right. Carolina? When the fuck is this happening? You got, like, Jimmy Johnson and shit, Michael Strahan's all like, yeah, Detroit, and it's like, you got the picking us before the side? game? Yeah, during the pregame show? Like, what the fuck is this? It's new territory, man. Enjoy it. Man, I'm a, soaking in every moment. Bring Yes, you should. I had a glimpse of this in, like, 2018 when the Bears were back, quote-unquote, and I was like, oh, my God. This oh, is the Trubisky. weirdest fucking thing with Trubisky and Matt Nagy. And I'm like, we're, we're creative on offense. We're having fucking fun. I don't believe this is happening. It was so weird. It was so weird. I didn't know how to handle it. Little did I know that'd be the only fucking year I could hold on to. So, I was just going to say it was short-lived. <laughs> so enjoy it. Enjoy the ride, man. Because that train, whoo, it just keeps on chugging. And it does leave some teams behind. Uh, speaking of leaving teams behind, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, left those boys behind at the station. Ooh, Cincy, Cincy, Cincy. Talk to him, boy. Um, I have no idea what's going on at this point. Because <laughs> the team I saw play the Rams, specifically the defense that I saw play the Rams, right, was not the defense I saw on Sunday. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
they they're going against a Ryan Tannehill led team. No, excuse me. Yeah, I, I, yep. A Derrick Henry led offense. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Ryan Tannehill. He just so happens to play quarterback for Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's just there. Uh, for Derrick Henry. But anyway, Derrick Henry's quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. That's so right. I said, you know what? If they made Matt Stafford that uncomfortable, I assume they're going to destroy Ryan Tannehill and they're going to get the first win of the season. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, No. No. Uh, Derrick Henry put his nuts all over Cincy's mouth. <laughs> um, and carried the boys to the crib with a W. That's yes, literally sir. what happened. Uh, Joe Burrow was complete shit again. I don't know how else to explain it? Like he, it, like I can't even break this shit down schematically anymore because it's just, <laughs> he's not throwing guys open. He's nope. throwing to dead windows. Yeah, and he's, getting, and he's getting picked off. That's I don't know. Like defense, defenses are making good plays. Yes, but he's also making it very easy for the defense to make plays. Absolutely. I don't know yes. how to explain this because we've never seen it from him on any level. I. <sighs> And no, I didn't have Cincy winning anything important this year, but I had that's a contender. We talked no, about No, you had them winning the division. Oh, I did. That's right. That's about it, though. I don't think I had him going yeah. that much further. And I'm like, well, Cincy is a contender. They've been a contender for a few years now, ever since Burrow came to town. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't know. We talk about his calf injury and how they might have rushed him back. And he's the one that's been saying publicly, like, I feel great. He said it today. This is the best I felt all you know all season long. Like all off season, I feel like my calf has finally healed up. Okay, but if it is, why are you still playing like this? This is still like not the Joe Burrow we've seen in the last couple of years, just going toe to toe with Mahomes and Josh Allen in the fucking playoffs and shocking the world. Like this is not that guy. Something is fucking missing, and I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if he's just not letting on how much he's actually in pain. If it's me though, like. You got to rest him. You just, I don't know what else to do. Like Tennessee last week against Cleveland got like 94 yards total. Total. Yeah. So against Cleveland. So like Tennessee was not the game where this should have been a blowout against you. You should have got a good right, no. a, a, this been a good right for Cincinnati. And all yeah. of a sudden, like you said, just what the fuck is happening? I mean, Joe Burrow was 20 of 30 for 165 yards. That's it. That's no touchdowns. Like five yards in attempt. Literally, four yards yes. in attempt. Yes. That's it. Like, that was his whole game. And then and Derrick Henry was... 22 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. That's... And he threw, a, he threw a touchdown. So... So he... How the fuck do you let this one dude just demolish you and you don't even give him any response? They got three... Since he got three points in the first quarter and never scored again. They literally lost to Derrick Henry. That's it. I'm looking at the rest of the fucking stats. Yeah, no. Everyone else on Tennessee was average. 60 yards, 30 yards. Yep. D-hop, 63 yards on four receptions. That's about it. Yeah, it so Derrick Henry, Henry So Henry averaged more yards per carry than Burrow averaged yards per attempt. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts. That's bananas. So, I don't and, know, Cincy. And you threw for more touchdowns than Joe Burrow. Thank you. Like, there is clearly something wrong in Cincinnati. So, Maybe they need to put Joe Mixon at quarterback. Hey, I'm I'm about it. That'd be cool to see because Mixon's getting know. wasted here too. And these receivers, man, I don't. Jamar Chase is only getting angrier. Like this is not great. The chemistry is off. So and he's not wrong. Like he's he's open no. a lot of times. Right. He <laughs> said he said himself. He's like I'm open all the time, bro. Like yeah. 
he literally is. He, I don't know if it's maybe it's a combination of things. I haven't watched Cincy games like fully to get a good grasp on it, but maybe their offensive line is bad with the combination of Joe Burrow not being able to get full power in his arm because he can't generate that with that bad calf. Maybe could be because um, it always starts from the ground up. I think so. And that's what my notion was, was maybe he's a little, he's still banged up and just doesn't want to say anything because he wants to fucking play because he's a competitor. I get it. But at some point, you have to step in and kind of save these guys from themselves. So, like, with Burrow, but, and you know you have, a, like, a big season ahead of you, like, come on, man. I think I think also with Cincy, uh, they're like, uh, we just paid you, so you better go suck it up. <laughs> that could be. It could be both of those then, if that's the case. Like, well, maybe he hey, got bro. paid and he's like, fuck this shit. Fuck it. I mean, I don't blame him. But <laughs> <laughs> the kind of money they throw around these motherfuckers. But, like, yeah. hey, man. I feel I bad know. for the Cincy fans because that's one team where I am surprised. Like, we can talk about Buffalo all we want and, like, some of these teams starting a little bit slower. And we know Cincy starts slow, too. But this isn't even, like, a slow start. This is, like, you guys haven't even got out of the gates yet. And I'm saying that as a Bears fan. At least I know weird when I see it. With the Bears, that's expected. With Cincy? Yeah, no, this... What blindsided? I think this blindsided everybody. I mean, right. I expected a slow start because since he always starts slow. Yeah, exactly. But they were moving the ball. Yeah, they're still fucking competing. But like Jamar Chase wasn't over here crying because he can't get targets. He was not <laughs> like they would lose, but Jamar Chase wasn't like really crying over targets. No, he's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, he wants to win too. So not even competitive. Like they're not even competitive. No, it's pedestrian football right now for Cincy. I'm hoping they fix whatever the fuck is going on, but... Yeah, because it's gotten so bad, Joe Burrow just got dropped in our league. Yeah. See? That should not fucking happen. And I'm about to go pick him up. That's alright. Go ahead and get him. I'm good. I got Tua. I I got Lamar. I'm good, too. (laughs) Yeah, you don't even need him. See, in your first place. Such a fucking ass. Having him for, you know, because I know he's going to be good later on for insurance, you know what I'm saying? Let's hope so. Planning ahead. Planning ahead. Always plan ahead. That's right. Well, in other games, I know you want to give a shout out to like Mr. CJ Stroud and Mr. Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to let you go ahead and hit those. Yes, sir. I just want to first start off with the rookie, Mr. CJ Stroud, Houston's finest dubs in the chat, man. Let the confetti fall. My let all that shit fall. Love it. Man. Love it. CJ Stroud against a tough Steelers defense with 16 of 30 for 306 and two touchdowns. Beautiful. That's almost 20 yards of completion. He was slinging the ball all over the field to who? To Nico Collins. And boy, does Houston look like they have a problem for the NFL. Man, and i that's the one. We talk about Cincy being a surprising fall. Houston is a very surprising up, and I am very happy to see it. Yes, I love the energy of this team, and it starts with their quarterback. Yes. He hasn't thrown a pick yet, and he's a rookie. Crazy. He's six touchdowns, no picks on the season. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards, 62% completion percentage. He has a QB rating of over 100. That's crazy. He's playing like a a vet, to be honest with you. His game is very reminiscent of what we saw from Geno Smith last year. Yes. Um, And is honestly reminiscent of, I know he's having a terrible season, but Joe Burrow. Honestly, yeah. The way he gets the ball out to his playmakers, he is doing it. At a very efficient rate, especially for someone his age. I'm very impressed with what I've seen. I saw his little post-game interview saying how he wants the people in Houston to have pride about their team. And yes. I love what he said. See? He, 
he is what's right about football. He gets I mean, it. He gets it. Uh, he's going to be a star in this league for a long time. And this team, specifically C.J. Stroud and their coach, D'Amico Ryans, yes. they remind me a lot of an AFC version of the Lions. Oh, I kind of I would agree with that. Very scrappy I, like Lions. They're scrappy. Um, And D'Amico Ryans just brings that player energy to the yeah. locker room. You know what I mean? That real heart. Yeah, because players look at him like, okay, he did his time in the league. He was actually right. good in the league, too. Yes, he was. Uh, So, you know what I'm saying? Like, that energy trickles down, and I think everyone feels it. Yeah, you got to buy in, man. Yes, sir. And the Houston fan base should be extremely excited. I would be. Um, And then real quick, I just want to give a quick nod to Matt Stafford, man. Uh, Very clutch W. People in Detroit already know that this is what you do. I'm not surprised at all. Uh. Quick little touchdown to Puka Nakua for the game. You know what I'm saying? Nothing too crazy for number nine. Yeah. Man, I've been watching Stafford all year. He looks dope. I can't wait for him to get his number one receiver back so he can really start going off. Oh, yeah. He's one of those dudes, once he gets hot, he'll sling it anywhere and he won't give a fuck if he throws a pick. He's going to come back and (laughs) sling it again. He doesn't give a damn. He is very old school in that, right? And I do dig that about him. He's kind of still part of that old guard, if you can believe that. Just because he still plays very young, but that decision-making is very, like, Brett Favre shit. So yeah. <laughs> you put the, you can trust Stafford to do what he needs to do to get it done. Yeah. He he might throw three picks, but he's going to come back and throw three touchdowns. But so he's probably still going to win the game. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Rams are another one where I thought maybe they're going to fall apart a little bit, maybe not doing well. Hey, Rams are very competitive right now. So in large part due to Matthew Stafford. Exactly. He is keeping them in all these fucking games they're going against. So it yeah. is Interesting. Those are some teams that are on the rise that you may have to look out for down the stretch here. So Absolutely. I think it makes the league very interesting. Yes. Now I know there- you had to shout somebody out too. Mm, who was the one I wanted to shout out? The guy that played on Sunday night. Oh yeah. I wanted to get into that for sure. <laughs> I had to pull it up and I was like, wait a minute. Cause <laughs> I had a first thought and then we'll get into Mr. Zach Wilson, who yes, I do want to fucking shout out. So the chiefs and the Gi- and the jets played. On Sunday night football, big primetime game. Yes, it would have been a little different if it was Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes in primetime. I'm sure that's what the NFL was circling on their fucking calendar. This was supposed to be that fucking game. Before I get into Zach Wilson's performance, I need to address the Swifty. And I just want your thought on this one. As we mentioned before, and and I can't even say if you're living under a rock because I think this kind of news is reaching the people that dwell beneath the Earth's crust at this point. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's all anybody wants to talk about. Do you think the coverage for Taylor Swift in the NFL is already fucking too much? And I'm saying this not as a hater necessarily, but let me give you a stat here. So Taylor Swift showed up again, and this is in New York now. So now she's following the Chiefs on their road games. So everybody's losing their fucking minds. And I told my boy here, man, the second that Taylor Swift does not show up to a game, this is going to be the carousel all the fuck over again. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what does this mean? Are they broken up? I can already fucking hear the headlines. We're going to talk about that shit for a week. And it's going to be something like she had the flu or some shit. Like, no, she's stupid. at home with her mom. Uh, right. It's going to be something <laughs> stupid, but you are all going to lose your fucking minds about it the second she doesn't show up. But anyway, she showed up in New York watching her boy play. NBC went crazy with the Swift coverage. Not only did they have Mike Tirico literally acknowledge and welcome the Swifties to the game. He said that. Welcome, Swifties. Like, yes. as if they're like their own fucking country, which they pretty much are. But he had to specifically welcome the Swifties because otherwise they wouldn't be watching this fucking game. Not only that, not only are we catering to things, and it's not even just the, the 
that stuff. They're showing like, you know, between plays, they show like the outside of the stadium and the streets of, of whatever city yeah, they're playing yeah, in. Yeah. So they're showing like street signs that match up with like her song titles. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. They're like playing songs that she sings that are related to the game. I think she has something called like Welcome to New York or something like that. And she they played that game. Okay. Here's the thing. During this game, they cut to Taylor Swift 17 times. Somebody counted. Somebody counted. <laughs> seven, they cut to Swift 17 times. Are I want to know your opinion. Are we already at critical mass for the Swift coverage in the NFL? Absolutely. <laughs> when I heard Mike Tirico say it on the telecast, I was I was flabbergasted. Like, come on, man. Like, first of all, fuck them. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. Okay. Before <laughs> you go any further, I know we get to say whatever we want. And no, we have low numbers on this pod. We are not a big show at this point. No. But Swifties, bro, will murder us if we go too far. I'm just putting that out there. And let that me is, tell you why. That's legit fear. It's legit me, fear of mine. Let me tell you why I say fuck them, Swifties. Okay. <laughs> because they bring no value to the game in what I'm watching. <laughs> when I watch a game, I want to watch the game. The game. I'm not trying to see Taylor Swift. If I want to watch Taylor Swift, I go watch her music videos on YouTube or some shit. Right. Right. So Mike Tirico, as a telecaster, you don't need to fucking mention the Swifties. You don't need to fucking welcome them. Motherfucker, welcome us, the real fucking fans of football, motherfucker. God damn. Oh, you already know that was Roger Goodell calling him saying, like, make sure you say hi to the Swifties. We cannot yeah. anger the Swifties. I know it's the Swifties I know are on their there. fucking they're on their Twitter account saying, like, the Chiefs are two and zero since Taylor Swift showed up. And I was like, oh my God. Like, we get it. <laughs> it would have been 2-0 regardless, all right? Right. That's just beside the point. And I get it. You know, money talks, right? And, you know, since Swift and Kelsey been, Kelsey's jersey numbers been, so I get it. Money, money, money. Money talks. Cool. Sure does. But come on, man. Some of us just want to watch a football game and right. not hear about Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Mm. You remember when people were saying, uh, I just want to watch a football game and people should keep politics out of it and shouldn't kneel during an anthem? <laughs> oh, he went there. Yes. I so, definitely remember that. So that was a distraction, but Taylor Swift isn't. So oh. Taylor Swift is more <laughs> Taylor Swift is more related to football than Colin, than Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's stance on society and police brutality was. So like, see what I mean? So now you pick and choose to 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 pick your distractions and and what you want to see during a football game. Mm, preach, so yeah, preach, preach, absolutely, preach. absolutely. The Swifties are getting a little out of control, and I fucking hate them. <laughs> they need to go away. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go buy a gun. I think I gotta watch my back now. That that was it. I, I can already hear the uproar. I can, I can hear it. Gotta buy an old school shotgun. You know what I'm saying? A 22 or some shit. Something that she's saying about. Man, I live with a Swifty, man. You might put me in danger. <laughs> if she ever listens to the podcast, then she wouldn't. So, But I know people who do. Ooh, we don't have to answer for that one. But yeah, the man's not wrong. I'm just saying it's football. And I'm all good with like showing what celebrities are in attendance today. That's cool. I like that shit. It's New York. Hey, show her once. If you must, show her twice. But 17 times in one game, bro. And it's not like you just like 
pick the right spots to show her. Like they would cut off touchdown celebrations to show how Taylor Swift was reacting to the touchdown. Like there, it's a little much. I like having fun too. I'm a fun loving guy. I'm not trying to be a hater, but there's having fun and there's just fucking pandering. And Goodell is trying to kiss every Swifties ass in the world to get them to see this fucking product. And if you should see the TikToks that my wife shows me, it's nothing but girls just playing a Taylor Swift song and holding a Kelsey jersey, and that's the whole fucking TikTok. There's <laughs> millions of them. And I'm like, how many of you are doing the exact same thing right now? Holy fuck. I know you love the girl. I know she is Miss Americana. I know she is globally like, renowned. I get it, but like, dude, it's a fucking football game. Save that shit for after. Save that shit for the social media. I don't care. But during the game, it's about the fucking players, you know, breaking their fucking necks in a fucking game for our entertainment. Maybe I should yeah. focus on them. Yeah. Just saying. Unbelievable. But, yes, in that game, Zach motherfucking Wilson, who we, along with every other analyst, every other soundbite, every other fan, pretty much anybody who is a Jets fan or beyond that, has said nothing but just the most heinous shit about this fucking player. Because, man, I'm sorry, he's been ass most of his career. Whether it's his fault or not is one thing. This game, though, this was the Zach Wilson that likes to fuck. That's who came out. I don't know if he got with Taylor Swift's mama. I don't know what happened before that game. This Zach Wilson was a fucking baller. Now, yes, the Chiefs did win this game, 23-20. But, man, they almost blew it. Mahomes was not on his fucking best game. He only had 18 of 30, 203 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. Mahomes had a 63% QBR. So. This no, was the moment to take him out. And the picks that Mahomes threw, it was like he threw them on purpose. Exactly. He just threw the ball uh, carelessly right to the linebacker on one. He threw the ball go. carelessly right into the flat into the DB in the other one. He's like, bro, go. what the fuck are you doing? You you playing with Vegas and all. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zach Wilson, 28 of 39, 245 yards, two touchdowns, 105 rating. This, and here's the real kicker. This was, I read this, I was like, oh my God. This is the first time in college and the NFL that someone has outdueled Pat Mahomes statistically. And of all motherfucking people, it's Zach Wilson. Zachary that, Wilson. That is bonkers to me. And I mean, all stats, more completions, more pass yards, more touchdowns, less picks. Zach Wilson's the chosen one. And he still lost. That's the shitty part. I was hoping he was going to spoil this shit for them. But, man, it just did, it was not in the cards for him. But, yes, shout out to fucking Zach Wilson. String those fucking performances together, man. Let's see it next week. Show these dudes that you got what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. And I'm not going to even acknowledge the Aaron Rodgers elephant in the room. Spent many times talking about that. He comes back, whatever. But for now, this is Zach Wilson's team. And even though they want to run him out of East Rutherford, New Jersey, whatever they want to do with this man, he showed you something that night against mm -hmm. a really fucking good team, against defending champions. Mm -hmm. Showed you something. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not always that easy to write someone off. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's going to get them anywhere, but this was a great step in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, this game for them was a lot like the Bears. You know what I'm saying? For for you. <sighs> yep. It was like, you know, and, hey, our guy who, hey, they were in the same draft class. Yep. Sure were. Our, our guy, you know, he, he showed us something today. And, you That's know, right. it's something the fans could be proud of. And I think they could definitely build on. 
the ironic part is both games ended with both quarterbacks just sitting on the bench, just stunned and trying to get consoled by their fucking teammates. It's almost yeah. a mirror image of how yeah. it ended up happening. So it's, yeah. I feel for Zach Wilson at this point. And yes. Damn. And you know what? Shout it, out to him because he he took all ownership and responsibility of his game. He said, "Absolutely, you know, what I'm saying everything was his fault. You know, can't drop a snap like that during that game, nope. no matter how well he played. You know, previous before that, right? Um, it shows a lot of maturity because in the past, I remember a reporter asked him a question about if he feels like he let the defense down because I think he only scored a total of two field goals that whole entire game, uh, and he said no." He felt like he didn't let the defense down. So now that he's taking ownership, shows a lot of growth. So shout out to him. There, there you go. Big shout out. Last but not least, if you were listening to Nixon Dimes, thank you for that because we love those little mini episodes. But we did touch on a huge trade that Damian Lillard ended up going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, part of that trade was that Mr. Drew Holiday was traded away. And we had speculated and said, hey, you know, losing Holiday is a huge defensive piece. But maybe Lillard gets him over the hump offensively. We'll see how it goes. However, since that time, news did come out that I wanted to get your thoughts on, sir. And that is that Drew Holiday ended up getting moved again. And he is now on the Boston Celtics. Oof. And my God, am I a fan of this fucking move. Now, the went for Celtics traded Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and two first-round picks, one next year, one in 2029, which I always think is hilarious when it's that fucking far out, but I get it. It's the NBA. But being a big replacement for Marcus Smart, I want to know what you feel when you hear about this kind of trade and how far the Celtics can go with this defensive backcourt now. Immediately when I heard of this trade, I thought instant W for the Celtics. I thought perfect fit for the Celtics. And the first thought in my head was, they're a lot to get into the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. With the Milwaukee Bucks. I think so. Because I believe the moves that the Bucks and the Celtics made, Bucks acquiring Dame, Celtics acquiring Drew Holiday, I think that just puts them over the top of the Eastern Conference as a whole. So I think they're sitting up here and everyone else is down here. Agreed. Philly dropping by the day. <laughs> dropping by the day. Maybe by the Sorry, second. Philly. Sorry, <laughs> Philly. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler in the heat, Emo Butler in the heat. Emo Butler. Oh, <laughs> man. That fucking hair. They're, Go Google his hair, people. It's amazing. <laughs> they're they're sitting they're sitting close, but I think for sure the Celtics should be the favorite to come out the Eastern Conference. It I feels think like I think they have. I think their depth is okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of their depth, but I'm also not opposed to it either. So theoretically speaking, their starting lineup could be. If I was a coach, this is how I would start the lineup: yeah. Drew Holiday at the point, then you go Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum at the three. Porzingis at power forward, Al Horford at the center. That's ah. how I would start the team. But I would get it if you insert White for Horford and you move everybody down a position. Whatever. Yep. Anyway, outside of Derek White, your bench is going to be Wenyan Gabriel, Jordan Walsh, and Delano. So it's like, it's not the not greatest great. bench. Not great. Um, but I get what you're doing, your top six. Even Wenyan Gabriel, he, he'll, he'll be a 12-minute, 20-minute-per-game kind of guy, play defense, yeah. whatever. Um, I'm really excited to see Jordan Walsh, but they need someone else that could block shots and grab rebounds. Bingo. I was going to say the same thing. Losing Robert Williams, I mean, he was hurt all the time anyway, but True. that's what Robert Williams did. He did the dirty work, and yes. I understand you got Horford to do that, but Horford's getting old. He's getting old. He he can't play the minutes that you might need him to play. I don't that think makes so. Sense. Um, you're going to have to kind of coast him a little bit. Uh, 
and that's just what happens what comes with age if you're not LeBron James. <laughs> that's true, though. That yeah. is true. Um, but Porzingis, they need Porzingis to stay healthy. Absolutely. If Porzingis does not stay healthy, their shots of winning anything goes down the drain. Not because Porzingis is good. It's because they're depending on Porzingis based off of how this team is constructed today. Absolutely. Like I said, I just went through the depth that they had, and you guys didn't know a single guy that I named. (laughs) I knew, like, one, and that was even like a, oh. (laughs) Yeah, one in Gabriel. That was it. Yep. I was like, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do like it though. I think, like I said, losing Marcus Smart was concerning for me because of yes. amazing defensive play. So getting Drew Holiday is a wonderful consolation prize for Boston, in my opinion. Not to mention, I mean, he's just a deadly combination when you, when you put him with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think he's a great defender on his own. He can also shoot, and he's a good facilitator in those pick and rolls. So I think the package Boston gave up for him was fair. I mean. Again, mm-hmm. I think Williams is one thing, but honestly, it, that was a good package to give them, especially with a far out first round pick too. So it's not even a lot of upfront cost to him a lot. So I do think, and I agree, Boston Milwaukee Eastern Conference Finals. Who wins it? I'm not sure yet. I'm still going back and forth about it, but it feels like I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's hard to say. I want the season to start today so we can figure this shit out and see how these fucking pieces are going to work together. But Drew's. First practice with the Celtics came out. Some pictures. Everybody's saying glowing reviews. Like, oh, God, this team is going to be fucking dynamite. Like, yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it right away. So let's fucking get the season going. <laughs> yeah. Um. Last season, the, the Celtics were number two in offensive rating and number three in defensive rating. Mm. So you throw Drew Holiday in that mix. I think they stay right where they are or maybe even get better. I think a little bit better, honestly. Uh, like, and so based off, off that, man. based off of that, like I said earlier, I will give the Celtics the edge today. Give it them, okay. I because like I it. think not not only because of those offensive and defensive ratings and how I think Drew Hodge is going to improve on that, but also the way this starting five in particular is structured. To go against the Milwaukee Bucks, you're going to be able to spread the Bucks out to take their shot blockers out of the lane. So you see, mm. Porzingis, if you start him at the power forward position, theoretically speaking, Giannis is going to be guarding him. Good point. Porzingis is known as a shooter, stretch four. He's going to be out in the three-point line. You know, Giannis can't really block shots if he's out there guarding at the three-point line. Mm. Uh, so I, I think they just present uh, more matchup problems than the Bucks do to them. Uh, obviously, the Bucks are going to dominate inside. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah, but, man, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great season. And, again, stay tuned with us because you know we're going to have – all the NBA coverage you can fucking handle. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yes, sir. That's that's gonna be lights out. I'm very excited, except for everybody except for my Bulls, because fucking it's not gonna happen. It's not anything this season, and it's a nothing season already. So fuck Chicago. But hey, man, but the Pistons aren't gonna be that good either. So we're good. Well, but again, at least y'all got that young talent. As soon as everyone is healthy on that team, y'all gonna be a fucking problem. I wasn't trying to go there. I was trying to make you feel better, but okay. I I appreciate the sentiment, but I know (laughs) I am in the pit of despair, the pit of misery, dilly dilly. I am down there. That's an old reference for you motherfuckers. Oh, I forgot. We got a new coach. We got Monty Williams. That's right. Exactly. So how are you going to be average? You guys are going to be fucking great. Enjoy. Enjoy. Detroit versus everybody. Just enjoy. You guys are on the up, man. Everybody. Ah, speaking of everybody, why don't you give some last words to your adoring fans? Um, last words to you guys. Uh, maybe don't eat extra hot flaming hot Cheetos. 
uh, and hot ruffles and drink a couple Arizonas mm. before coming on air because your butthole might get a little spicy. Maybe don't do that. That's just yikes. I feel very bad for you, but yeah. you got you did it to yourself. So it was you know it was <laughs> yeah, it was so bad I had a hot pack in the shower. Like <laughs> Yeah. Gotta sit on the sit on the ice pack a little bit. Yeah, it was. Oh, I've been there, sir. I've been there. It's always great going down. It's just never great coming back out. Oh, either oh. way, it's that and it's the acid reflux. You get to that shit too. Like, oh my god, <laughs> but that Arizona man. Oh, I might as well crack that open. That's been sitting in my fridge for a little bit. She'll crack mm-hmm. that open. Crack that, that open. Amazing. Uh, my last words. Hey, send me some fucking Blackstone recipes because I'm trying to break this shit out this weekend and I need to know what all the connoisseurs of Blackstone are making on those fucking grills, man. I am mm. trying to do hibachi. I'm trying to do steaks. I'm trying to do breakfast. I want to do everything. I'm going to make some chicken and waffles like this man said. I'm going mm. to make some fucking desserts if I get froggy. I'm going to do everything on that Blackstone. So send your boys some recipes. Let me know what you're cooking because I love hearing about that shit. And I'll cook up and post on the fucking pod for you too. You want to know? Oof, you can oof. you can kind of smell it through the screen. That's what you. <laughs> I'll try. I'll, I'll I'll come try it. I'll I'll come try it. And I'll let everybody oh, yeah. know how it tastes. You know, you get a front row seat to the tasting, sir. You already know that. We'll get some whiskey mm-hmm. for you and everything. It's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be dynamite. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, you know where to find us, boys and girls. That's the Bank Bro Show on YouTube and Facebook. It is at Bank Bro Show on Instagram and the Bank Bro Show at Gmail so please keep on listening, liking, subscribing, following, shouting us out, sending us messages. Inbox is filling up now. Love it. Check out those fucking clips that this man's putting out because they're fire. So many ways to consume your local bank bros content for your ass. Mm, yeah. For that ass. Yeah. Until next time, folks, we are in your city and we are here for you and you can bake on it. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Fuck, fuck.